0: Hey everybody! This is Chris uh, here to introduce my pick for WHM Classics, and yeah. uh, my pick is Rocky 4, because it is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's a preposterous movie. It's, it is. It, it, it's it, it's a quarter of a movie of original footage, maybe a quarter. And then the rest of it's montages. It's insane. It's absolute insanity.
1: Sounds like the perfect movie for me. Well, just it montages. is all, you know,
0: because I know you have all the Stallone posters on your wall. Mm. And I know that mm-hmm. just seeing all of that footage of Sly oh, is God. really is oh exactly my. what you want.
1: Oh, my God. But, yeah, I, I find this movie
0: really. I, I I didn't even follow. the. It took me a while to see Rocky. It took me a while to see the sequels. And when I finally came to this movie, I remember being, like, so you were confused by how anybody allowed this. Was
2: the first time you saw it, like, when we did it for the show?
0: I had seen, well, I, I had seen, like, parts of it. Because, you I mean, fucking AMC and TNT back in the day, yeah. they were making their bread and butter off of, oh, it's the fucking, you know, holiday yeah. weekend. We're all the Rockies over and yeah, over before, and over uh, again. Before Mad Men, there was uh, Rocky money. All kinds of rocks. So How they it. kept the lights
2: on at AMC. So
1: you said you came to this movie. What what scene? What? Um, <laughs> that's a. That's it's what we the like robot scene. A dirty joke.
0: <laughs> I came at the robot scene. It was. I mean, it was the height of it all. It's all you know.
2: Derousal. This was another, uh, This was another popular episode with the fans, though. Mm-hmm. The fan reaction to Rocky Four was uh, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, so this is a little well, fan service.
0: Uni- I think this is one of those ones that universally everybody knows to be just a really, like, a stinker. Like, just stay away from it. This is a bad one. Yeah. No, but a lot of uh, people have seen it, and a lot of people defend it, I guess, you know, ironically, because it's so Well, bad this was
2: another one of our, like, how dare you do Rocky Four? It's like, dude, fucking put it away. <laughs> Yeah. It's fucking Rocky. Have you watched the fucking movie? There's a fucking dancing robot in it. So put it away. There's a dancing talking
0: robot that helps celebrate a birthday. And Polly's still hanging around for reasons that have absolutely no place. Because he hasn't died yet. That's why. I have no place in logic these reasons.
1: (laughs) You'll hear a lot more of this on this episode. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, what's that? Oh, I'm just reminding folks, if you don't know, stick around to the end. We'll be back to do a little outro. Yeah. Say a little say, say a few more thoughts.
2: A couple of final thoughts as Jerry Springer used to say. Yeah. We now join We Hate Movies already in progress. We've never started out with a sequel. To be fair, this is Rocky 3.5. This isn't exactly a yeah. 4. It's this not is- a 4. It's <laughs> it's barely
3: a 3.5. It's a 3.2999.
2: <laughs> It is 1985's, as Steve said, Rocky IV, written and directed by the auteur Sylvester (laughs) Stallone. Oh no, it's got all of his
3: trademarks all over it. It's the fingerprints of (laughs) Sylvester Stallone. The
2: feet up style of (laughs) direction. You know, montages, footage from previous films, montages,
0: him working out, (laughs) montages. (laughs)
3: He is always, when he was a director,
2: he was always waiting for that five o'clock whistle, like, whatever, we're done for today. He is a clock-punching director like nobody's business. The set of The Expendables, they never miss lunch. Are you kidding? It is a solid 60 minutes. You're off the clock. You're eating, and then you're on the clock. No bones about it. Well, that's what Union guys don't want to work with him, because they never get o- overtime. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. Are you kidding me? That's why he keeps getting to direct so many movies, because he is just on budget. <laughs> he is on budget. He is on time. The movie's never late. No. No. Oh, not, certainly not over budget. <laughs> he's the He's the... The Earth Day director, we could call him, right? The recycler, if you will. <laughs> so, I mean, out there in, in listener land, everybody's seen Rocky Four. I don't think, like, we pick some movies every once in a while and everybody's like, oh my god, I never heard of this movie. How did you find this movie? You can find Rocky Four.
0: Well, I mean, it's on AMC every other day. <laughs> it, it
3: used to be on TNT, it's on TV... TB- if you've ever owned a basic cable package,
2: you've seen Rocky four at least three times. 100%. I saw this movie played on Christmas Day. Like, now they do the whole thing because everybody loves, like, 24 hours of a Christmas story and all that horse shit. Now they started expanding that into, like, on Christmas Day, on TNT, all the Rocky movies for you to watch and well, enjoy. fucking AMC
0: does that with every movie under the sun. Like, they have, die, you can't get enough Die
2: Hard, and it's
0: 24 <laughs> hours Of Die Hard.
2: It should be can't program enough Die Hard. (laughs) Totally. You want to talk about feed-up directing. How about fucking feed-up television programming? Well,
0: this movie to me is uh, a classic patchwork movie. Mm -hmm. It's one of those movies where I saw patches of it throughout my lifetime. And this actually was the first time I saw it from start to finish.
2: Oh, really? The first time you sat through?
0: I have seen every single scene we watched. Right. Every single one of them. Yes. But I saw them at disparate times in my life (laughs) like one when i was like seven one when
2: i was 12 the sad times the good times i didn't
0: see the greatest montage of all time until about a year ago
2: the ending of the john updike book
3: that is your life (laughs) is there was nothing to rocky for at all like (laughs) you finally watched it it was oh it's all empty there there was nothing there and then
0: i just let go of pen and pass out
2: yeah so (laughs) is your story over is that what we're talking about here all right. So, basic plot premise of this movie: it is the gaudy year of 1985, and everybody loves to be American. <laughs> I think that's like the first line of this script. Like, mm-hmm. honest to God.
3: Well, the first well, the first thing we see is it's like this, it, the shitty like 1980 Super Bowls where you would see two helmets, football cr- <laughs> <laughs> yes. helmets, crash into each other. This one has an American, like, uh, American uh, boxing glove crash into a Soviet Union boxing glove and exploding. No, totally. I thought I was watching the last five years of the Bud Bowl. (laughs) So we get an explosion, and then, much like uh, my favorite Superman movies, it's like previously on Rocky. (laughs) no. it just go like you just see a montage of what rocky 3 was you're like okay this is a little helpful like it's a it's a fine credit sequence like
2: now i'm caught up you know what though I, the my one beef with the previously on rocky that i have with rocky 4 not a mention of that hulk hogan fight at the beginning of rocky 3 thunderlips <laughs> thunderlips is the most ridiculous thing hulk hogan's done Outside of a Hulk Hogan starring movie,
0: I also have a problem with it being previously on Rocky. When the movie itself is previously on Rocky, oh, we'll get into that. Which is just the
2: entire <laughs>
0: film is
3: montages.
2: So when we get caught up to speed with what Rocky's been up to, it's basically uh, just like uh, at the end of Rocky two.
3: You know when uh, Rocky and Apollo have a newfound respect for each other, and they're kind of having like, hey, let's let's like you know spar in the ring and have a, you know really see who's the best. That's how it is, and we we're treated to a lot of that, like relationship, right? Like their friendship,
2: right? They're all they're talking about how you know, like like they're watching their first fight on TV, and they're just talking about the glory days and how you know we're getting older, we can't do what we used to do anymore, kind of a thing. And this that's Rocky's point of view, you know, like in his mind, he's made it all, like he's he's got the mansion. He's got the girl, he's got a family. His fucking brother-in-law is just <laughs> hanging on to every dollar he makes, living the American dream,
0: eating every sausage in his fridge. Exactly.
2: <laughs> and Apollo's whole thing is like, "No, you're crazy. We can still do what they do." You know, um he later says in the movie like I'm in the best shape of my life, which is like, you're just kidding yourself as we obviously see <laughs> later in the movie. But that's that's basically the idea of this movie is like, "When are you you know, when you're a person who you do one thing your whole life and it's all you know how to do, how do you stop or get yourself to well, stop doing it? Don't that start throwing themes around <laughs> like there are themes to this movie.
0: <laughs> well, it's kind of, I'm sorry, there kind of <laughs> are. Well, no, yeah, it's especially like the body. The body gets old, so an athlete has to go away. Mm-hmm, exactly, like, you become a commentator. <laughs> yeah,
3: you coach. You 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 train. You like get on
2: the other end. Maybe you go into like the commissioner aspect of it. Or you train a street fighter that later turns his back on you in a horrific backstabbing fashion, like you see <laughs> in the next time on Rocky. You
0: but, just take over Tony Burton's role. He's just right there. Mm-hmm. He's ready to retire. He's ready to retire. But so. All
3: right, so we got so that's the big, that's the first scene, and then we go into <laughs> Pauly's birthday party. Like Rocky's huh. a little late for paulie's birthday party. He's wearing his <laughs> Sylvester Stallone workman cap, and <laughs> you
2: know it's it's the 1980s, so his son's got a video camera, <laughs> and it's just it's one of those things where it's like Sylvester Stallone as Rocky, right? Like he's got all these riches, and you know his kid can just somehow acquire a 1985 camcorder, and he doesn't know it because he doesn't know where his fucking money's going. Oh, not you at know? all. Nothing like that.
0: Hey, get that out of my face. My soul's getting stolen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Rocky the Amish. <laughs> he is a little afraid of that light. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like a he's like a scared cat. He's like, oh, it's a light. You're so bright. You yeah, get the
3: light out of his That's why I
2: don't, I don't get it. It's like, he's been, there's been flashbulbs in his face for the last decade. Do you think it gives him like Vietnam flashback syndrome kind of thing? He locks his kid out like, oh, no, it's Apollo again. <laughs> He's thinking about his mafia tits. Oh, they're gonna get me! (laughs) He was really bad at being a mafia hitman. Oh, he was the the worst. He wasn't a hitman, but he was like a tough guy, and he just couldn't uh, cut it. He's a a breaker of thumbs, but he couldn't even break the thumbs. No, he he couldn't couldn't break. Second chances.
3: I know a couple of friends who were like bigger dudes, and like every so often they'd be approached by people to be like hey, you know, this guy's giving us a problem. Want to beat him up for a (laughs) $1,000? And they're like, ah, not so much.
2: (laughs) See, because as tempting as that is, right, and if it was, like, just some scrawny Bronx barber or something (laughs) like that... You beat one guy up, you're beating up 50 guys like that. You
3: never get out of that. And then all of a sudden you're Russell Crowe in L.A. Confidential and you're beating (laughs) the
2: shit out of tiny Danny DeVito and feeling really bad about it. That is one of the most entertaining scenes in film history. (laughs) See, I would always be scared
0: that I would never be able to actually break a thumb. Like, I think I'd maybe be able to strain
2: a thumb. Yeah, just get it, like, bent so it's yeah. really uncomfortable. And the guy's like, hey, what are you doing? But then I would just get really frustrated at myself. Like, what can I do it? Come I on! Even, I can't even crack my thumb knuckles. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's those people that do that, and I, like, pussy out at the last second. <laughs> so, Paulie's birthday party. <laughs> so, can we just talk about who presents Pauly the <laughs> birthday cake? We sure Please. <laughs> the The greatest example of 1980s fucking financial excess the robot in this movie no that's not true it's not like every every wealthy person in america had a robot at this point no, no. but every wealthy person in america had some sort of redonkulous thing that they didn't need but they spent thousands of dollars on because they could whether it's like it's 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 uh, it's albert brooks in uh his dead movie Oh, Uh Defending Your Life? Yeah, Yeah. Defending Your Life when he's got that big fancy CD player that he doesn't (laughs) know how to work. Like, 80s excess at its finest. All right, but you're equating a CD player with a fully functioning thinking robot. With a CD player in it. (laughs) A CD player in the 1980s was like $500. That's a serious fucking deal. Yes, I understand that a robot is a more serious deal than a CD player, but it's the same line of thinking, right? Like, we have these high-paying jobs. America's never going to end. It's so great. But
3: here's my thing. I don't understand. It's not really explained by this movie. It's a classic case of you can't just throw a robot in a movie. Because, (laughs) like... You need, like, the, the robot needs a story arc. We need to see the robot being built. We need to know, like, what
2: U.S. robot relations are at this point. Like Exactly. How many robots are there? There are two kinds of movies in this world. Movies with robots and movies without robots. Any movie in the Rocky franchise is a movie without robots. <laughs> it's such bullshit. And it's not a thing where it's just, like, like your little, like, robo-buddy cassette thing where yeah. his, like, tummy pops out and you put a tape... This is a goddamn sentient being like it's built five by foot IBM. Two. Yeah. <laughs> Play in Jeopardy like <laughs> this robot is the real deal. Does anybody know what movie
0: made this a thing? Johnny Wait. 5 in fucking what's yeah, it called? Yeah,
3: Johnny. I think
2: a Short Circuit might have been after this. So yeah, that's been...
0: that's what I'm wondering. It's cuz I think Short Circuit was after this.
2: But, but then I mean, I don't know. Like Lost in Space and but that's like sci-fi, but like again, Lost in Space a television series in where the world has robots that exist. Like, there was, I mean, obviously... uh, uh, I mean,
3: I
0: guess it's just, like, fear of computers kind of thing.
2: Star
3: Wars was really popular. Everybody likes robots. You know what I mean? Like, robots were in a lot of sci-fi movies, and that's they were, like, popular elements. Like, oh, like, everybody loves that wisecrack and C-3PO. You know... Rocky,
2: the Rocky franchise is getting a little stale. How about a robot, buddy? What? (laughs) Everybody loves robots. But here's the thing. You put a robot in a Rocky movie, it damn well better be doing more than giving Paulie a birthday cake and babysitting children. (laughs) Okay? Like... This guy should be helping Rocky train, yes, Ivan yes. Drago gets to use all those fancy computers to help him train. Why can't the robot help him? or maybe the robot
3: gives him a uh, like a crucial piece of wisdom at at a really opportune point like Rocky's about to give up, and the robot's like, "I don't know how to give up Rocky. I'm not programmed that way
2: <laughs> at least you understand love <laughs> Rocky, you must
0: reformat your heart drive. <laughs>
2: Uh, this just in from the internet ticker. By the way, you're totally right. Short Circuit 1986, a year after this movie, did Short Circuit rip off Rocky
3: IV? <laughs> it's a similar design as far as robots go. Although this robot's a little cleaner, it's very bubbly. Yeah. It is a bubbly robot.
2: It's, a, it's, it's kind of a BB. It, it's a. It's totally a BB. Yeah. It's a BB. It's kind of like the robot from the Jetsons. Rosie. Rosie? Because, you know, much like Rosie, Rocky's robot's also like a maid in a way. That's true. It has its own intro
0: music.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the whole movie, rightfully so, the whole movie stops. Like, Rocky's like, oh, uh, Polly, I got you this great birthday present. You're totally going to shit your pants. <laughs> and it turns the lights off. And then, like, everything goes weirdly synth, and everything goes slow. And this. Fucking
2: robot comes out with a birthday cake and says. Happy birthday, Paulie. And Polly, by the way, is not having this robot.
3: Well, of all the people you're gonna give a robot to in your life, <laughs> we could get into Polly
2: now. He's a re- he's one of history's greatest losers. He he yeah, the he loser might be cinema's greatest loser. <laughs> he just might be. I'd have to get back to you on it. But it's top five. I don't even think it's top ten.
3: Like, I I know a lot of websites now, and we're going to do this probably next year. I'm going to say next year. We'll give ourselves some time because a lot of websites do those brackets of, like, what's the best drama of the last 20 years? Who's the best character? We need to do Best Loser in cinema uh-huh. and, like, see who wins. I bet you Paulie's on top with bloody knuckles.
2: He has to be because you want to talk about a guy that just sucks every ounce of generosity and kindness from everyone around him. Like... He is the pariah of the Balboa family, and I can't stand it. But, yeah, but that puts him more in line with, like, a Woody Harrelson
0: in Money Train situation. Mm
3: -hmm. Here's the big crucial difference. In the first Rocky movie, the best Rocky movie, the legitimate Rocky movie, he roughs up Adrian, the sweetest, (laughs) most soft-spoken, like, character ever. Like, just this very sweet woman that's, like, she's kind of, like, very simple but very smart, like, she likes, you know, there's a really nice symbiotic relationship where, like, Rocky's very strong. She's very weak. Yeah. And Polly beats her up when she's pregnant because he's a piece of fucking dog shit. <laughs> like,
2: that's the lowest thing you could do. That's why you get somebody a robot for a birthday present. <laughs> because it's like, here, Polly. Figure that out. What are you going to do with a robot? I swear to God, if my fucking
3: shit-ass brother-in-law beat up my pregnant wife, and I got rich, and he's living at my house asking when fucking dinner is, I'm getting him a robot for his birthday. But it's a
0: chopping mall robot with a fucking buzzsaw. (laughs) And it's going to fucking slit his throat. That's the thing. The happy ending to Rocky, the happy ending would have been him in the street, frozen to death, cold... (laughs)
2: They leave him in Russia. They should have left him in. Russia. No, I mean the original one. Oh, the, oh, yeah, the original. <laughs> just one frozen on the mean streets of Philadelphia. No, yeah, and the, oh, oh, and the
0: oh. I mean, it's uh, it would not match up time wise. But man, if somehow if Bruce Springsteen's "Streets of Philadelphia" came on, <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's just dead on the side. That's what that character deserves. There's no reason to keep him. He's in all six Rocky movies. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to have that hanging up. And here, you want to talk about the most frustrating part of this whole situation? Is that Rocky Balboa? Adrian is dead and he's still alive. He's still sucking oxygen out of this world, and she is in the cold earth, and Rocky is alone with him. His kid hates him. And fucking, at that point, Paulie hasn't filed a W-2 in 30
3: years. (laughs) <laughs> because Lord knows he hasn't worked a day in his life since
0: Rocky won that first match.
2: No, deadbeats do not file W2s. That is a straight up. <laughs> and
0: fact. he hasn't learned a goddamn thing in the entire span of the Rocky universe. No.
2: He's not other even... than to not rough up women. Well, the other thing about Paulie that's a real conundrum is why Rocky keeps him in his corner. Because he's not even that knowledgeable about boxing. That's the weird thing. That's kind of like a weird—the um, Fonz lives with the Cunninghams
3: now, kind of a thing. Because yeah. like, the series is going along, you got to just kind of rope everybody in. You yep. know what so I mean? he's just
2: in the co- why not? He's in the corner. Because
3: other than that, you need to either like cut Polly, which you should have done from the movie, or like you got to give him
2: a subplot, which you don't want. You know what? Here's 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 what should have happened. Okay, script for Rocky Two opening scene of the movie right like exterior a line of cars pulls away from a cemetery this is the balboa family leaving paulie's funeral (laughs) that's how you just clean up that whole mess oh my god no one saw that heart attack coming and like adrian has conflicting feelings like he's my brother he's a piece of shit oh well that's the end of him that's the end of him so who cares So anyway, they Back throw... Back to this robot. <laughs> yeah, they throw him this birthday party. He gets a robot as a present. The, the movie c- just goes on. doesn't skip a beat. No, it's like, here's a robot, as if it's like, here's a watch. <laughs> yeah. And they present him this cake with, with his... It's one of those cakes with a face on it, which I hate. But it's awesome in this instance because it looks like Polly dressed up like the Heath Ledger Joker. <laughs> it's a really bad cake decorating And job. it's got a
0: candy cigar coming out of it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he just chomps cigars, too. There is nothing positive to say about Pauly. Nine, no. There's a 99% chance he's
3: hitting Rocky's kid. You know what I mean? Like, he's an old Italian guy. The kid's fucking riding... Up. The kid's, like, you know... They show the kid kind of running wild because, like, he's a rich kid. And mm-hmm. he's, like, riding up and down. He's like, oh, you made me dr- spill my drink, you little piece of shit.
0: And he kits him right in the face. Oh, totally. You never see him with a woman, so you're hoping he's just hitting him. <laughs> you <laughs>
2: You're hoping yeah, that's where it you ends. You've never seen with a woman. He's kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did it yeah. again, Rock.
3: <laughs> I'm so sorry, Rock. I didn't mean to do it again. That's uh, all right, Paul. He's a sports car. <laughs> do you think, like, I, I can't imagine, because Rocky is so, like, sweet-natured and, like, dumb. And, like, Adrian is kind of a the history's greatest doormat. Uh-huh. Like, he's just bringing prostitutes over his house and killing them all the
2: time. And they're not having the conversation, should he leave yet. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And let me tell you something, the space in that Balboa backyard's getting limited by the day.
0: <laughs> well, no, it's that it's that moment where you go down and you see him near the furnace, chucking little pieces of something in there. <laughs> and nobody talks about it. There's like, oh well, that's obviously coal or wood. And let's uh,
2: well, Paulie's down alone. in the basement with one of his special projects again. <laughs> Notice how we're not talking about Rocky no, 4 in any capacity. Don't worry
3: guys, we're we're going to catch up to it in 5 minutes because there's 3 minutes of story in this movie. There
2: really is 3 minutes. Like I'm not I don't have the facts in front of me on the runtimes of the other 5 Rocky movies. There's a good shot. This is the shortest Rocky movie. This is 91 minutes long. I think it's the shortest one. I mean, there is just nothing to this movie whatsoever.
3: All right. So uh, with just as much fanfare as the robot, Ivan Drago comes into town, played by Dolph Lundgren, uh, and he's escorted by some sort of Russian general who we don't really have a name on, No. and Bridget Nielsen, who's probably his wife. It's his wife. It is his wife. okay. Okay. And he just kind of starts talking trash about, he's like, I want to fight Rocky Balboa is still the champion at this point Yeah, he's still the heavyweight champion Yeah, He's, still the, he's like, I want to fight Balboa, I want to fight Balboa And like, Rocky's
2: like, eh, I'm not gonna do that, and Apollo's like Hey, this is my chance. Exactly. This is my chance to prove that I'm not, you know, a washed up old man that should just retire and start coaching boxing. This is my favorite scene of like, oh, we have a bunch of
3: exposition, but we need to get it done in a fun kind of way. We see Apollo Creed
2: like in his pool with like five (laughs) golden retrievers running after this tennis ball. He's got a pack of dogs and a smile on his face. (laughs) And he's like, "Ooh, something's on the television. He's not swimming with his wife that we see briefly in this movie, but he's just swimming with a bunch of dogs. There's there's a thing in '80s movies where like the
0: height of living living on the high horse, you're watching a TV from your pool. <laughs> How, yeah, one hundred percent. And I don't get it. I don't know why, but he's just turned there. Like
2: he's got a bunch of dogs. No white. His wife's not there nope. at all. Here's the thing. And if you're really rich. That TV's on a floating yeah. contraption in the pool with
0: you. Well, that's how you knew uh, Beverly, uh in Beverly Hills Cop too how uh, Axel uh, Foley got the rich people's house. He's just laying there watching TV. One hundred percent. It's the eighties for you.
3: So yeah, so like you know uh an Apollo Creed. Goes to Rocky's house, and he's like, I'm going to do it, Rock. I want you to be in my corner. I want you, I'm going to fight this guy. And Rocky kind of gives him this speech that you were t- s- talking about, Andrew, like, you know, we're just just—we're too old for this. Rocky's kind of sensible in the beginning of this movie. Yeah, He oh, actually yeah, right? pretty much devolves throughout this film. Mm-hmm. He's very, like, sensi- sensible, sensitive. Like, it seems like Adrian's kind of finally corralled him into being like, look, we've got enough money here. We've built a life. You've, you've done everything an athlete can do. Yeah, so let's just kind of just kick our heels, kick our heels a bit. Let's buy some
2: robots, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Look, look at Rocky. We're buying robots. You know, you got a great personalized license plate on your sports car. Your shitty kid has a video camera that you don't even know who bought it for him. We're swimming in it. You did everything. Look, look, Rocky.
3: Your father. Like she's just like, look, Rocky. Your father. Rode a mule in Calabria seventy years ago, (laughs) and look at you—you bought my shitty brother-in-law a robot just because you could. (laughs) To quote Madman, "You're an astronaut." You know, like you just—you've come so far. You're actually an astronaut. I think it's
2: wrong. No, it's never been more right. You're a great fighter, but you've been retired for nearly five years. Don't you think it's time to start thinking about something else? I mean, how much can you take? Either of you. He is the astronaut of pugilism. It's it's absolutely (laughs) true. And so they have this big back and forth. And Apollo agrees. He's like, you know what, Rocky? No, I'm not going to listen to you. We're going to do this match. Like, I'm going to prove that I can beat this guy. And they have this press conference that, you know, the Soviet Union looks really good in this movie. Yeah, it does. They come off. You know what? They're cold and whatever. But you're a Russian. It's whatever. Mm -hmm. But they are polite. They're patient. They say what they're going to say at that press conference, and then they button up Mm -hmm. until they get interrupted by Apollo Creed, who starts talking all sorts of shit. He's talking so much trash. And he starts, like, pushing Dolph Lundgren and all this shit. Dolph Lundgren just stands there, and he's like, I will beat you. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's that's what he's there to do. You're there to like Brigitte Nielsen's your 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 voice box. You know, she says all the stuff that she's supposed to say about, you know, we're happy to be here, we can't wait to contend. We wish we were fighting Rocky, but whatever. Apollo Creed's a great athlete, and we're gonna beat him. And Apollo Creed is like, whoa, 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 you're gonna beat me? What the fuck do you think this is? And he starts like losing his mind. What did he
0: think he was going to say? <laughs> <laughs> what did he think was gonna be the end of that? Was he just gonna be like,
2: yeah, I'm not as good as Apollo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I give up. You are at a boxing press conference. The only place they talk more shit between two athletes is at the backstage of the WWE whatever the hell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like That's what a boxing press conference is for. You get weighed in. You you know get chest to chest with somebody. Everybody goes... <laughs> And you kind of talk shit for 20 minutes, and then everybody goes home, and the fight's the next day, and you just have a good time in Las Vegas. But
0: Apollo Creed takes this so seriously and so personally, him saying, I'm going to beat you. Look, <laughs> it is it is the biggest overreaction
3: I've seen in a long time. Well, the thing of it is, is like, Apollo Creed is obviously modeled on Muhammad Ali, but yeah. Muhammad Ali, at the very least, was a nice guy. Do you know what I mean? Like Apollo, like Muhammad Ali said some terrible things about George, uh, Joe Frazier, George mm. Foreman, like, and those guys still hate him to this day. Oh yeah. But like at the same time, like you know, like Muhammad Ali just there was a style to it. He was kind of clever. He was funny about
2: it. No, Apollo Creed's just kind of a jerk. He is. He's just a jerk. Like all the stuff, you know, all the trash talking that Muhammad Ali would do. You know, there was like a rhythm to it. There was a flow to it. Mm. Like it looked cool yeah this is just like oh what do you mean you you said you're gonna win what's that about (laughs) what do you think it's about you're a boxer well you hold on little lady you hold on because lose and lose royally he's gonna do
0: how can you be so sure
2: well i've been with the best and i beat
3: the best i've retired more men than social security (laughs) excuse me you are not very realistic are you mr clinton Where, where did you come from what are you talking about You can box,
1: yes, but you are far too old to think that you can win over Drago.
3: Is that a fact? Yes, and it could be a painful (laughs) one. You put that heavy bag with eyeballs in the ring with me, and you're going to see the meaning of pain.
2: Why
1: do you (sighs) insult us? Now,
2: you just hold on here. Don't make me out to be the bad guy. I came here to talk about a friendly exhibition bout. Any sport where you're contending for a victory, one team thinks that they can win over another team. And if you go into a, a, a bout or a match or whatever, and you don't think that you can beat the other team, you don't deserve to be there because you're not a competitor. And you're going to lose more than likely. Yeah. And Stallone's
3: there. Stallone's corner is going to be his corner man. Stallone's only job is to be his corner man.
2: Put that in your fucking cap, everybody. <laughs> only responsibility is to make sure... The fight stays safe.
3: It's an exhibition match. It's not for the belt. It's not for anything other than pride right. and just sort of like, oh, there's this Russian guy. Like, uh, actually, uh, I, I read that, you know, the Russians, the, the Soviets never fought the United States in any kind of uh, boxing match. Like, that was one of the, the one, like, you know, holdouts.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's
3: why this movie is a little bit, like, far fetched in a way. Yeah. But so it's, like, it, it's in that world. So it's like, oh, okay, let's see a Soviet fight an American. And we get to the match. like there's no real training montage yet. We're we're like twenty minutes out of
2: montage, doing pretty well, everybody. <laughs> I mean, but that's the other thing about this movie. Like, if there's a portion of the movie where you need a montage, yeah, how about something with Apollo, you know, training with Rocky, Rocky's helping him along, get like preparing for this fight. It's just I'm gonna fight him, press conference, talking shit, and all of a sudden here we are, the big day of the match in Vegas.
0: And now James Brown. <laughs>
2: This is the most lavish over the top Broadway style boxer's entrance ever ever in the history of the sport. It's the most obnoxious America's ever been. Yes, that's too. S- Steven Sondheim would have said take it down, obnoxious. <laughs>
3: Just everybody, let's calm down a little bit. It is. I mean, like we've we've said it on the show a couple times. It's the epitome of ugly American. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. brash, nasty,
0: self indulgent, boisterous, but loud. But the problem is, it's not self aware. Like, the, what would be? It would be great if that was like trying. It was trying to critique. No. it a little bit. But no, this is seen as like, oh, isn't this just
2: fucking awesome? Oh, yeah. No, this is everybody loves America. Like, that's all that's going on here. No, this does have all of the subtlety of a
3: WWE at that time, WWF wrestling match. Like, you know what I mean? It's the Iron Sheik versus
2: Hulk Hogan. And everyone's going, boo, boo, you're a different country, boo. Oh, no, 100%. I mean. Apollo Creed is wearing a gigantic Uncle Sam top hat, a bedazzled right up. Yeah, it's bedazzled, and he's wearing it right up until the second the bell rings. Like he refuses to take that hat off. They knock gloves with the hat off.
0: I I don't know what we don't know the budget for this necessarily. But a good portion of it was sparklers.
2: <laughs> oh, sparklers, James Brown, backup dancer, costumes. James Brown's habits. <laughs> In quotation marks. Yeah, it's 1985 and he's doing Rocky For Somebody needed some money for something. <laughs> there were three wranglers for James Brown.
3: Like, still, I was like, look, I know James likes to party hard. I like to party hard, <laughs> too. Problem is, I got lunch at 3 p.m. I want to get this shot done by 2 p.m. So Mr. Brown needs to be there. He's got to sing his song, and we got to get some coverage.
2: And that's all there's going to be, right, everybody? We're going
0: to need that $3,000 smile,
2: James. (laughs) So he comes out, and this is all... To introduce Apollo Creed to the ring, it's like seven minutes long. Yeah, like the lights in the arena come on, and Ivan Drago is already standing there. Like I've been here for forty-five minutes. No, no.
3: Weirdly, and I don't even know.
2: This has never happened in the history of any sport, exhibition mm-hmm. or otherwise.
3: Uh, Ivan Drago goes on, goes to the boxing ring like underground,
2: and he's he's elevated to oh, the yeah. You're right. Yeah, he pulls oh, a total right. prestige. <laughs> <laughs> he just comes up. And nope, like it's all just like, boom! <laughs> Look at the communist. <laughs> well, I, God, that's what I
0: hate about it is that Dolph just like looks around like, "What's going on here?" You're telling me nobody told him what was going on. <laughs> and again, Dolph Lundgren comes off completely sympathetic.
3: Like he's just like he's a big imposing guy, but he's just like. Oh, I don't know. this was supposed to be the what is the match happening? It,
2: exactly. He's a big, imposing guy, but you know he doesn't really speak English that well. He doesn't really know what's going on. He's just in this land where he doesn't know anybody, yeah, and it's like he's just flashed out in the middle of this huge arena in Vegas, everyone's booing the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. And then he's got to stand there and watch James Brown sing Living in America for four and a half minutes. And it was like, just pointing at him and laughing
3: like, We're going to kick your <laughs> ass tonight. Everyone's going to
2: live forever. <laughs> Hating all the communists.
1: <laughs>
2: like, it is the most degrading goddamn thing. It like, is
0: the full version of Living in America. Yeah. Too. It.
2: <laughs> it's the first of several songs that are performed in in full well, in we, this movie. The full studio session.
0: Well, we pay for it. We better get our money's worth out <laughs> yeah, of it.
2: Oh, exactly. He is getting every penny for everything. You're not going to pay $200 for the rights to live in an America and just do 30 seconds of it. You're getting that whole number. <laughs> that whole number. You better believe it.
3: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. betterhelp.com slash whm today to get 10% off your first month that's BetterHelp hel pcom slash whm
1: this episode's brought to you in part by rocket money and they have this question for you they handed to me just now mr rocket just handed me this cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies.
3: So, uh, before the match, Apollo is like, you know, Rocky, this is my big thing. Don't fuck it up for me. And Apollo, Rocky is just sort of like, well, I'm in this support position, you know. I might throw the towel. He's like, Rocky, don't throw the towel. Now I know Apollo's your best friend and everything, blah blah blah. But it's really your job in that, like, the reason you have a person in the corner is your opinion is more valid than the person in the ring. Like, you're, yes, that's you're, you're supposed to look at them and say, this is healthy, this is not
2: healthy. Yeah, you're the one who's not getting the shit beat out of you, so yeah. that's why. It's you that throws in the towel, and not the boxer deciding when to throw in the towel. If the worst thing that happens is that he
0: doesn't talk to you for, what, a month?
2: Yeah. Yes, exactly. Then
0: you take that hit. I'm sorry. That's Mm -hmm. just how that goes. That's
2: what an adult does. But if it's a real friendship, he'll come back around and hang out with you and your robot (laughs) and your shitty brother-in-law. It's better than that. He's going to come back and be like, God, I was such a dickhead. I'm
0: so sorry. Uh You were so right... Thank you. My heart is beating. Yeah. Thank
2: you for saving my life. Rocky. My wife b- baked you a big old cake, a big thank you cake. <laughs> it's a picture of your face, and it looks like you're dressed up like the Joker.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the, this is the most gratifying thing in the world. Because, I mean, like, this even when I was an eight-year-old kid, this is my favorite scene-to-scene payoff that's ever happened. And it, it, it's never been topped. Yeah, It's living in
2: America, and then Apollo Creed is beaten to death in the ring. (laughs) Mercilessly. I mean, if it's one thing you hate in sports, it's the overly showboating Mm -hmm. individuals, you know? Like, I don't have a a problem with touchdown dancing, but when it gets into, like, choreographed touchdown dancing, shut up. That's enough. You know what I mean? And, like... This is beyond showboating. This is riverboat showboating. <laughs> well, that's
0: what's amazing about this scene is that in, in any other sports movie, we do, what, like, even think of something as small as, like, Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, bomb based team, is the humble whatever, and then uh, whatever his name is, the team, sharks or whatever. The, the sharks way. or whoever, they're, like, big, pompous, pfft. Of... Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, the rich kids, yeah, yeah and they're, yeah, and they're yeah. making a showboat about coming on the ice. That and for some reason they flipped the script completely in this situation. Though I'm not conceding there was a script. Um <laughs> that- want to see
3: pages
2: first. <laughs> it was like seven pages mixed into like a photo album of screenshots from the other movies. I have not been completely
0: convinced it's not on bar napkins. <laughs> From multiple bars. From Muldoon's.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) But you're right, though, because, I mean, this is Rocky. Rocky is based on the underdog. Mm -hmm. That's the whole fucking point of the movie is, like, Rocky's the underdog in every movie somehow, and (laughs) then he wins, and that's great. Yeah. Or except in the first movie where he loses, and that's that's why it's the best movie. But so he gets beaten, he's getting beaten to death, and Rocky keeps looking at the towel like, uh, <laughs>
2: hey, tell me what to do, Towel. You want to get thrown? Or you not want to get thrown?
3: And, po- and fucking uh, Creed's poor fucking age-appropriate wife
2: is just,
3: just, just crying in in the stands. Like, please throw in the towel, Rocky. Please.
2: Did you just call her his age-appropriate wife? Here <laughs> <Yeah>, she is. <laughs> She's the right age to be his wife. Apollo Creed's no cradle robber. <laughs> no, he is not. <laughs> yeah, she's not really a trophy wife, now is she? <laughs> oh, that poor woman. It was the 1980s. How can I judge Well, they you? first...
0: I got it. They first... <laughs> They first – Ray Don Chong originally read for it.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and, and uh, uh, Carl Weathers is like, no, no,
0: that's that's not Apollo's character, all right? Yeah,
3: exactly. Apollo's not on his second wife, okay? That's, a, that's not how Apollo plays the game. Mm-hmm.
2: Apollo's <laughs> in it for life.
3: And, I mean, she's screaming her poor eyes out, like, please, throw in the towel. And Rocky's just mouth-breathing, looking at this towel. Even uh, – what's his, what's his face? Tony uh, – Duke, yeah, D- Duke. Tony Burton is like, throw in the towel. You have the towel. Your job. If I, I am, a, I am a professional at like being like, uh, I'm better at this than you are.
2: <laughs> do it. <laughs> I'm the corner man. I would have thrown the towel in hours ago. Here's the thing, though. If you're Tony Burton's character in this movie, if you're Duke, right, you grab that towel from Rocky and you yeah, throw you have it to. yourself. You have to. Like, what do you do? Like, he's two feet away from him and he's just yelling at him to do it. If you think he's freezing up and he's not gonna do it, do it yourself. Again, the wife is baking you a cake. Yeah. She's just like, thank you so much for saving my husband's life. Yeah. all, all wounds will heal and Apollo won't be brain dead in the ring. Shut it down. I've never seen Apollo take so much I mean, they don't really say what happens to him if it's like. You know, brain damage. If if his neck breaks, there's a weird thing where Apollo Creed's like flopping around in that ring a little. That's bit.
3: the old uh, I don't know. I'm all wrestling today, but that's the old Devon Dudley. Like to mm. prove that like something bad's happening with your neck, you flop around a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing is like to to create a villain in Ivan Drago, there needs to be a C. See- there needs to be a part of this fight where like he does throw in the towel, but Drago kills him anyway. Exactly. Or, like, the ref is, like, trying to stop him, and he kills him anyway. Or, no, but he just kind of, I mean, he beats him. That's what happens in rock boxing matches
2: sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, people have died in the ring before. Like, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a... It's tragic a, circumstances. I mean, it's but... a tragic circumstance, but it comes with the territory, is yeah. what I was trying to say. Like, that shit happens. Mm-hmm. And it could be prevented if Rocky wasn't such a friggin pussy like it's i'm sorry but he totally pusses out in that moment they
0: try to do like at the end he's like uh well the, uh, drago is like uh it doesn't matter if he's dead i won or some kind of thing like yeah, that that's
2: the only instance of villainy in yeah. this movie is yeah. he's like you know i, I won this fight and if he dies so be it or something yeah. like that and it's like well yeah, it's kind of a shitty thing to say because he's sitting there flopping around like a fish, <laughs> and obviously he's not long for this world and is going to die in the ring. But sure. like still like that's kind of just it. Like he's still just a put together guy who comes in, does his business and leaves. To be uh
3: my favorite quote in the entire movie is this this one <laughs> ringside announcer it says
2: what started out as a joke has ended in a disaster. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's the exact you know like and that to me it symbolizes more than just what's going on in that ring. That's like sort of the the message for this whole movie, right? Like, oh, you know, it'd be funny if I made a fourth Rocky movie, <laughs> and then it ends in this crippling disaster known as Rocky Four. Like, it's it sums up everything perfectly.
1: What started out as a joke has turned out to be a disaster.
2: So, so Apollo dies, and we just go right into that funeral. Like, he dies in the ring, and he is in the ground. Like, boom, boom. If you lose a bet, Sylvester
3: Stallone will do your eulogy. Like, it's just <laughs> the worst. It's just love, you speak, and the angels will take his blood. Blah, 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 I don't know.
2: The amount of disrespect that this movie pays to that age appropriate wife, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> she's, I don't think she's even shown at the funeral. She's not. She, it's all Sylvester Stallone, and then they're showing Adrian tearing up, <laughs> and Paulie's there in a shitty suit. Of course he is. <laughs> but there is just no Adrian appropriate wife to be found like where is the widow creed and uh, again with Polly's
3: shitty character that is the first funeral for a black man he has ever been to <laughs> and the last
2: <laughs> funeral for a
3: black man he's ever been to <laughs>
2: What about when Duke does? He's not going. They they make a seventh Rocky movie and Duke finally passes. Pauly again living out a character he shouldn't
0: have. Yeah, you do miss that scene where like where Rocky has to straighten Polly's tie because he still doesn't know how oh. to do a tie oh, yeah. at 53 years old. He's gotta
2: straighten his tie and then Polly drops a deck of cards on the floor and counts them all.
3: <laughs> Pauly's trying to bring his marbles to the funeral. <laughs> His pet frog. (laughs)
2: Leapy? (laughs) Hey, Rock and Leapy, come to the funeral. (laughs) Yeah, just put him in your front pocket, buddy. (laughs) Don't let him hop into the grave. Oh, no, he got loose. (laughs) Bully falls in the grave. I'd love it. Here, Leapy, here's a grasshopper from your box. Oh, no. Get back here. <laughs> he knocks over the priest. Apollo Creed
3: was a great man. He taught me a great many ribbit. <laughs> Paulie, I told you, you got to keep your frog away from this funeral.
2: I'm Rocky, sorry, Rock. I'll go wait in the car. But, but Rock, he's going near the pond. Rock, he's going near the pond. I oh, don't get your shoes all wet. They're new, Polly. Come back. I ain't paying for no new shoes your birthday robot can dry your shoes off. <laughs> so, but uh. I mean like
3: we go from this funeral scene which is like 2 minutes and then all of a sudden Rocky has
2: uh, agreed to uh, has agreed to be in this match. Yeah. It is it's like there's a missing reel somewhere. But like it, it, it goes right from that funeral to Another press conference
3: off the IMDb. There's a deleted scene where, like, Rocky goes to the uh, the the boxing commission and like goes hat in hand and asks for the match to be sanctioned. It's not, but he doesn't any. He agrees to it anyway. All this is gone, I guess, because we needed more
2: montages. Your movie's ninety one minutes. You could have had a four minute scene where he goes to the boxing board and pleads his case. Exactly, it would make sense. <laughs>
0: But, no, we need the five-minute driving and mourning montage.
3: So that, yeah, that's the ne- next real uh, The next real big scene is uh, when Rocky goes home. He's, like, been doing all these press conferences about, like, how he's going to win the match, and it's all for Apollo, and
2: he's not even getting paid for it? Question mark? Yeah, well, because that's one of those, like, you know, he's just doing it for honor and memory. But, again... What about the widow creed? Yes, <laughs> she could probably use some money. Yeah. You yeah, know what exactly. I'm saying? She's got all those dogs she's got to feed. <laughs> that pool TV's not keeping itself on. Okay. <laughs> Let's be realistic. Exactly. Like, just take look.
3: all the money will go to the widow creed, who I am kind of sort of indebted to because I kind of sort of killed her husband.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Like, and th- that's where, it, like, that moment when he agrees to do this fight with Drago, is the moment where Rocky starts devolving again. Yes. Because it's back into thinking only about Rocky. Not this poor woman that he's just left husbandless. Mm-hmm. You
3: know what I mean? Like not his own about- wife who he may leave husbandless.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because and and that's like they there's a big driving around scene, you know, and he's he's thinking about what he's gonna do. He's flashing back to the death scene, which we saw five minutes prior, yeah, and he comes home and it's a it's a big standoff. I feel like there's a standoff scene like this in every rocky movie yeah, there where, is. where you yeah. know Adrian's just like, we're don't fight, we're okay, Where Adrian has to be put in her place <laughs> oh yeah, because she's just like, be an adult and stop boxing please yeah. <laughs> I, I mean it's this it's the same thing of like we have everything, you've done it all, there's no reason for you to do this, you know. Whether or not you win this fight, Apollo's still dead. Like, it's not going to bring him back. Like, making 110% valid points all around. She says my favorite line in the movie, which is,
3: You can't win! (laughs) (laughs) Which is so great. And, I mean, I was wondering if, like, because, like, there's a lot of mortality, especially in this Rocky movie, of, like, Man, if he gets in the ring with this guy, he might get killed. You think he's like in a limousine and he's like everything's weighing heavily on him and like he's like, I don't know, maybe, you know, I don't want I don't want to leave my kid an orphan, blah blah blah, Adrian, this, that, and the other thing. And then Paul he's just like, Rocky, I kinda missed my underwears <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, now would be a good time to die. <laughs> like-
0: Maybe I'd finally be rid of you, you fucking! I don't even know what. Now he just like walks across the screen naked with a carton of ice
2: cream. <laughs> it's like Sylvester Stallone sitting in a giant leather chair in front of a fireplace pondering mortality, and Polly walks in nude with a thing of Cherry Garcia. <laughs> Rock, we're all out of Rocky Road. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, you're right. It is Rocky Road because that is the only ice cream allowed in the Balboa house. Rocky's Rocky Road. Rocky,
3: I tried to feed my robot ice creams and now he's dead. One
2: one detail that we left out, by the way, really quickly is the fact that he's trying to have intercourse with that robot. A thousand thousand percent. (laughs) Because the robot comes in when that when the robot is introduced to the world it's like a happy birthday paulie and whatever and you're like all right boy robot and then later on in the movie it's like
1: you're welcome it's a nice song it's my favorite you're the greatest see you sport see you oh, paulie who
3: taught it to talk like that?
2: Here's your beer, Paulie, and you're like, wait a second, when did that robot become a woman? And it's all
3: like maternalistic to him because yeah. it's like you can't have. I think it's about it's either about cigarettes. Like, don't smoke cigarettes. It makes like the robot has caring for him.
2: Well, I mean, he's somewhere on the, like the back of that robot. There's a panel where it's like male, female. Yeah. <laughs> Paulie found that switch in 25. Yeah, minutes. He
0: found quite a lot in the back of that robot. I feel,
2: <laughs> but.
0: My favorite thing is that he keeps on, the robot keeps bringing Polly Stroh's
2: beer. Ugh. There's Stroh's beer in the Rocky Balboa household. You'd think they'd be like a Coors Light or above family yeah, Strohs, and if anyone out there hasn't had Strohs, <sighs> go buy a fifteen pack of Strohs. That's how you know there's something fishy going on <laughs> when your beer comes in a fifteen pack. Yeah,
0: if you have two dollars, buy the twenty pack. <laughs>
2: yeah. But uh, and, and he drinks it out of a Sunday cup. He's just a big baby, goddammit. <laughs> I imagine some, like, honest-to-goodness
3: hillbilly in the Appalachian Flats <laughs> listening to this podcast drinking
2: straws like, hey, wait a minute! <laughs> As he backs out of his robot companion.
3: <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, we've got this... And this is one of the longest... Mo- like, he's just driving around. It's after Adrian breaks up with him. Or not breaks up with him. Just, just, do not... Go do this. Don't go away for three months in, in the Soviet Union to train, leaving your family just to, in a ditch. Leaving your family, as we find
2: out at Christmas time, by yeah. the way.
3: Yeah, and, just, he, just, and he's just driving around pondering his thoughts, and it's like three and a half minutes of footage from the other movies.
2: Mixed with Sylvester Stallone looking down to shift gears of the sports car.
0: <laughs> there are three shots of Mr. T... In this
2: montage. You know what? After that, previously on Rocky, that is the last you see Mr. T. You should not see Mr. T ever again in this movie. And he's got, like, three more shots in that montage. What's It's that we see... See, we see pictures of
3: Adrian on the staircase from two minutes ago. (laughs) Like, we remember. We really remember. This movie is not hard to follow. This is
2: the perfect film for, like, a late-stage Alzheimer's patient to watch. (laughs) Because it's like, just in case you forgot what movie you're watching, it reminds you every 20 minutes what you've already seen through montage.
0: (laughs) Do you think there's just, there was, like, somebody who saw Rocky and was like, Hey, Sly, uh, you're into movies now here. Uh, is uh, a, a book by Eisenstein? He's like, I don't know. I read this book by Einstein. And, uh, <laughs> he said that montages are good.
2: You're right. I mean, yeah. You know what Eisenstein said, you know, like that's what makes the movies, right? Like <laughs> montage editing. Like I'm surprised it's not a written, directed and edited, you know, yeah. by Sylvester Stallone.
0: I'm using the Einsteinian theory. <laughs>
2: So he goes to Russia, because that's just where this movie leaps to oh, immediately. And of course, for no good goddamn reason, he takes Pauly.
3: Why would you take him? He's of no use to you. And he's just like, oh, that plane ride was really long. <laughs> and like, yeah, Paulie, it was. Here's a fucking baseball. Go throw it around out back.
2: He's got one of those like, ah, so this is Russia, huh? Does the <laughs> sun ever come up here? Some shit. You're like, just shut up. <laughs> You've been complaining, probably that whole plane. Oh run. yeah, absolutely. You're complaining the second the plane lands, the second the door opens, it's awful. And so they go to this like gulag cabin in the woods thing in the middle of Siberia, and he's like, "Oh, rock, what would you pick this for?" He's like, oh, "It's desolate. I could be alone with my thoughts and train <laughs> like a barbarian."
3: I would love instead of, and I mean, like honestly, we could we could quite honestly skip to the end of the movie right now because yeah. the rest this is all a montage that's coming up yeah but i would love to know what rocky's thinking like let's get some first person narration like i'd kill for some first person yeah. narration in this
2: movie absolutely because you don't know the character of rocky in this movie like you really do, you're really at a distance because he's just you're just seeing him devolve into the like selfish asshole rocky again mm-hmm. like why And, like, yeah, like, it's hard not to root for Rocky, and I'm not saying that I root for Ivan Drago in this movie, but, I mean, like, why am I rooting for Rocky in this movie? Like, give me a reason other than he didn't throw in the towel, (laughs) because that's the only reason he's there is because he couldn't throw in the towel. He throws in the towel, the fight's over with, there's no reason to get revenge, like, and that's the end of it. Well, I mean, this partially has
0: to do with uh, the fact that this was shot in British Columbia, but... um, But also, you you realize that you don't really see, like, besides the ring, they're not really interested in Russia at all. Like, it's just snow and the cabin, and then Drago's, like, hyper-techno... Uh, training
2: palace. Yeah, he's training at like the USSR Olympic facility or something. Well, he's like training that. like
3: he's gonna go to the moon.
2: You yeah. know what I mean? Like- it is one hundred percent astronaut training. He's got like all sorts of diodes hooked up to him and whatnot, <laughs> Not? and there's all sorts of meters, and he's punching like baseboards that are showing like his velocity and measuring all sorts of physics. Well, that's. Th- Here's where you could find the drama of this movie so
0: easily is that he's in this cabin in the middle woods. He doesn't know, and we get this through montage, but if you want to build some kind of dramatic uh, like tension like uh, Duke knows all these old training habits that you have to you now have to relearn. Through these basic things. But instead, of that it's just all knowledge Rocky had apparently in no, the you back have, of his head.
3: Because you're right. I mean, the, one of the most interesting things about those first two or three Rocky movies was like, uh, Paulie, uh, British Meredith, I think, was he dead at this point? Or you're talking about Mickey. 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 I'm sorry, Paulie. Uh, Mickey. Uh, was M- Mickey and all of his, like, now we're gonna chase a chicken around. That'll make you fast. Yeah. Now we're gonna do this. You're gonna punch some meat because you're an Italian. Blah blah blah. You know, <laughs> and like it was entertaining and interesting. Of like, oh wow, this is an interesting way to, way to train. And you're right; it, it's all just well, knowledge because you had. have that
0: tension between the brain and the body. Like mm-hmm. Rocky is the body, and it's so cool just to watch him as a physical athlete. And that's one part of what's so interesting about movies. Period. And then you have the brain being like, well, here is how you become more like motion and all of this stuff and what i don't get is here it's just all like he must have learned everything from mickey and then mickey died <laughs> yeah he just like
3: maybe there's there'd be a great scene uh an, a superman 2-esque scene where like there's a hologram of mickey like <laughs> so you found yourself in the russian wilderness okay you'll need some rocks you'll need a couple of horses Paulie's going to have to sit on it, and you're going to drag him around like a rickshaw.
2: It's like that bullshit thing they do in the third Scream movie to bring Jamie Kennedy back, <laughs> where the, his sister comes in, played by Heather Matarazzo, and she's like, my brother left this in the event of his own murder. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and they pop it in, and it's Jamie Kennedy like, self. You found yourself in the middle of a trilogy. <laughs> shut, shut your mouth! Are you shitting me? The best part of Scream Two is him getting fucking butchered. Oh yeah, but you know what? If it's Laurie Metcalf doing the killing, and I think they do acknowledge that it is, yeah. it's a physical impossibility for Laurie Metcalf to kill Jamie Kennedy. Well, because like she's that. a choke slam in it. Well, let's not get let's not get into the Scream Two conversation. We'll obviously talk about during our Scream Two episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But you know, yeah, like some kind of like he finds like an audio cassette in an old bag, and he's like, <laughs> "So here you are, face it off, you versus the Soviet Union." <laughs> I always knew it was gonna happen. Oh, thank God I looked through that bag. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but no, you're but you're right, Chris. Because one of the most interesting thing about all boxing movies, it, it's really evident in the Fighter, it's uh, in, in the first Rocky movie, in the second Rocky movie, and the third one is like. He has a plan for battle. It's not just I'm going to go in and punch the guy until I win because that's not how boxers operate. It's like this guy's weakness is his body, so I'm going to work the body a lot. Or like I'm a I'm a left hander, but I'll keep hitting with my right hand, and then he'll forget I'm a left hander, and then I'll hit him with my left hand. Like those are interesting things.
2: Yeah, and I mean, and and that again, it just goes along with this whole idea of like. You know, what you see in this movie of like the cockiness of America, the cockiness of this franchise, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, well, everybody's seen a Rocky movie already. Everybody knows how it works, right? Let's just have him go fight a communist and, you know, battle the Soviet Union. That's great. Feet. We don't have to have any kind of thought or process or anything like that. Feet up. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, really, like, it's
3: there's two training montages, inter, intercut with, uh, not intercut, But uh, uh, separated separated by, by, Adrian just shows up and is like, yeah, I guess I have no self-esteem and I can't hold myself to any ultimatums. Here I am again. Go beat him,
2: Rock. And by the way, I left our kid to be babysat by a robot. (laughs) Because there's no one left in that house but the kid, his two friends, and the robot who's dressed up like Santa Claus because his parents aren't home for Christmas because his father's boxing in the Soviet Union.
0: Hey Rock, where's Pauly? Oh, he's in the bathroom eating hot dogs. Where do you think he is? <laughs> Rocky, I went to the bathroom
3: in my shorts. Oh God, <laughs> could you fix him, please? I'm trying to train
2: here.
0: Duke, you brought the diapers, right?
2: <laughs> and yeah, you're right. There's a there's a whole training montage to just a, a a instrumental, you know, '80s rock song. Adrian shows up. You know, Rocky wipes his feet on her doormat face. <laughs> And then there's there's the rest of the training montage to a to a rock and roll number with some lyrics to it, and then the fight happens, and then the movie's pretty much over with. Like yeah, yeah. that's what we're dealing with. There's now- one more montage.
3: There's like literally there's one more montage to come. We'll we'll talk about it. But you're right. No, it's just like then oh my god, like we're already here. Holy shit! So they
2: get to the big match.
3: They get to the big match and. Uh, a much more stoic beginning. Yeah. Like, uh <laughs> Stallone comes out very quietly because it's, like, the Soviet Union, they don't believe in music. And, <laughs> uh, like, the hilarious, like, Ivan Drago is, comes out, it's like a Tom Clancy movie, and it's like...
2: Yeah, everybody's <laughs> chanting. Indiana Jones is hiding in the scaffold. There. And <laughs> there's like this
3: great mural being un- unfolded of uh, Drago.: Oh, yeah, 100 percent. Oh, the one thing also about villainy uh, is and this would be a great thing to know in the movie and not shown in montage. Ivan Drago's on steroids. Maybe yeah. that's something to talk about in this right. film. You're right.
2: Yeah. yeah, the end of that training montage, you see him get injected with just a little something. He gets that, that little hot beef injection there at well, the end.
0: And this is another thing about this movie just flip-flopping exactly what it wants. Because Rocky, in that montage, Rocky is all humble, and he's doing the old school, like, lifting an apple cart or whatever the <laughs> hell he's doing yeah. in there. And, like, Draco is, like, boxing a robot. He's... <laughs> He's in this huge what looks like the biggest like banquet hall in America and he's just running around it. He is training to be the first man on Mars. That is what's <laughs> happening. And then yeah, you just see the shots of and that and again it's supposed to be just an instant like oh well oh this athlete does steroids uh villainy. Again, it's this quick yep. shot of villainy instead of just being like he maybe did something really bad, or maybe he's not a bad guy at all, and he's just a fucking boxer.
2: Like, maybe there's some Soviet trainers, you know, he pulls out the needle, and he's yeah. like, here, you could have a scene where maybe, you know, you have, like, a sort of wishy-washy villain, and Drago's like, yeah. no, I don't want that. And he's like, you're taking it, and forces him to do the stereo. You could. Anything. You could have a scene. Like, actually, period. <laughs> you could have a scene
3: of anything <laughs> happening that isn't set to music. Like, Ivan, uh, Dolph Lundgren's a really competent actor. He can go to. I mean, Stallone's a very good actor in in, in
2: doses when he wants to be. When yeah. he wants to be, he
3: could be a very good actor. But Lundgren's a good actor too. You could give him things to do. One hundred percent, you can. And he's that. got a supporting cast all around him. Like there's, there could be great B plot stuff. Of, I mean, like granted, like you don't want to over. Over, you know, uh, over bog your film, but like, just give him anything to do like conflicts, ideas. Maybe there's a scene with him and his wife in bed and he
2: like he's rough during sex or something weird like anything could happen. (laughs) Aside from Brigitte Nielsen, who has, you know, the most dialogue out of any of the Soviets. The rest of the people around him may as well be cardboard cutouts. Yeah. Because all they say is, Drago! And that's it! That's it! We Americans! That's all they say. (laughs)
0: They might as well all be wearing devil suits. (laughs) That's because that's all they're supposed to be, is just, like, these evil fucks. And they don't do anything. Like, it drives you nuts because... Bridget Nielsen, uh, we didn't talk about this, but in that first press conference when Rocky's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight Drago, she's like the most like calm, normal person. She's just like, we don't want to fight here because people hate us.
2: Oh, that's right. She has, big, a great, she has a great little speech in that scene. It's a whole big thing about like, ever since your boxer died in the ring, my husband's been getting death threats. People are harassing us on the street. You've been terrible to us. Yeah. We don't want to have this grudge match here. We'll fight you, but you have to come to us because your people have been horrible to us. (laughs) And she's right.
3: I mean, like, again.
2: And what's the American response? Bullshit. Yeah, totally.
3: Shut up, (laughs) Ivina. Splash. (laughs) But, I mean, like, so Gorbachev... By the way, Premier Gorbachev or Premier Gorbachev stand-in.
2: Borbachev. Yeah, oh, it's a Borbachev <laughs> situation. He's
3: at the match. It's like the biggest thing in Russia. And there are American sportcasters there from the USA network.
2: Now, this is something I want to bring into question because this is 1985. Was the USA Network at a point where they could send people to the Soviet Union to broadcast a it-doesn't-matter grudge match, like a non-sanctioned boxing match? I
3: think it's probably just a situation where it's a stand-in for anything, and it's like... Uh, I don't know, it's a network from the USA, the USA network. It's
2: that, it's that, and it's not the actual USA network. I think network, that's more right? of what it is. So it's, it's not so much characters welcome <laughs> as this is just an American America's stage. welcome. I see. Well, you know what? Cause you know where <laughs> characters aren't welcome? Fucking Rocky Ford. <laughs> If you're not Rocky, you don't matter as a character yeah, in Absolutely movie. not. And
3: 19, in 1985, the USA Network's motto was not characters welcome, it was content welcome.
2: <laughs> whatever you got, we'll put it on. I don't care. Silk Stalking Shore, that's great. I saw, not even kidding you, the first Maniac Cop movie <laughs> aired on the USA Network. Remember that USA Up All Night or After yep. Dark, whatever the hell it yeah, was, yeah, was yeah, it by too. Gilbert Gottfried? <laughs> Maniac Cop. Now we have Psych, What's completely <laughs> different
0: network. Was it USA Network where like they did the weird science TV show? Yes, and they did Duckman and all
3: that stuff. I believe so.
2: Duckman was on USA Network at some point. I think before it went to Comedy Central. I don't know. It's all. It's very confusing that. T- Pre-1999,
3: USA, TNT, and TBS were all interchangeable. It was just like, (laughs) whoever had the the save-by-the-bell ball was running with it.
2: (laughs) Just showed it all the time. And there was three different shows about cops on bicycles. (laughs) That's what you were dealing with.
1: Look at the expression
2: on the face of Ivan Drago. He seems impervious to this madness of the crowd.
3: It's like a volcano just waiting to erupt. So, all right, like, now we're at our meat and potatoes of a Rocky movie, right? We're like, okay, we kind of don't know what Rocky's plan is. We saw him train, so he's going to fight him. Okay, that's great. And, like, this is the big thing we're waiting for. We get two rounds. The first round, Drago, like, trounces him. The second round, Rocky shows a spark and, like, cuts up Drago's eye. And you're like, all right, now we have a match. No,
2: we don't. We have a montage. Just one more montage. They montage the final fight. And you know, and the other you know, the other fights. I know that you know, you're not seeing a blow by blow boxing match, mm-hmm. but it's not this segment. I mean, they go for like 13 rounds. You see like a punch from each round. Mm-hmm. Like it is ridiculous. There's more time focused on them sitting in the corners. Yes, getting you know, like you know, lame advice and getting you know, clotted up and whatever. Then you actually see them boxing. Well, uh, one of the most annoying things about this scene
0: is the the fact that Dolph Lundgren is beaten the ever-loving hell out of Sly. And uh, eventually he gets a little blood. He gets ta- London gets tapped once. He's like, he's made of iron.
2: Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> well, there's that weird thing where they say to Rocky, he's not a machine. He's a man. Yeah. yeah. And then you know it flips over, and they're saying in Russia, like Drago is like he's he's not the man; he's made of iron. That's such bullshit. Horse Drago shit. wouldn't think that way.
3: No. The little thing I know about Drago's character, which isn't much, is that he would not think that way.
2: He's no. a confident boxer. He's hepped up on steroids, <laughs> like we know. You know what I mean? Look, he's not going to be amazed because Stallone threw one punch at
3: him. Wow, that punch made me have admiration for my opponent. No, <laughs> not so much,
2: <laughs> Ivan. You cut it! You
3: heard it! You see? You see? He's not a machine! He's a man! We, we come out of the montage. And all of a sudden, the crowd, the Soviet Union crowd,
2: is chanting Rocky for some
3: reason. You
2: gotta be shitting me. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, this is the what-are-we-talking-about moment of the week here. Like, you're telling me that just because this small American boxer starts beating the shit out of your Cold War superstar, that an entire arena of Soviet peasants is gonna turn around and start chanting Rocky? Wow, by the way, Borbachev is sitting up there, <laughs> the wine stainless stand in by the way <laughs> you're telling me that this whole place is just going to turn and ch- turn and start chanting for him. Are you kidding me? No I mean, like let's just throw out the fact that they probably they probably had so
3: much pride for drago and if and if Rocky was winning, they'd be heart heartbroken, but chances are they'd be too afraid to chant Rocky even if they did want to because of fear of losing
2: their potato. you know <laughs> what I mean like exactly <laughs> like. Okay, were you cheering for Rocky during the bout? Okay, go out this door where you're just shot in the parking lot. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you kept on Drago the whole time. Okay, you can go home and live another week. Here's your russet. Yeah,
3: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, this is the last throws of the, the Cold War. It's like '85, so like Borbachev is, you know, a little more lenient. But even still, like, they would never cheer. Like, a, a, the Soviet Union would never cheer for an American. It doesn't make no, any I sense.
2: Mean, the president of the United States didn't even demand for the wall to be torn down till 2 years later anyway. Yeah. Okay. So like in in no under no circumstances would this ever happen. No. And so he he beats him, you know, Drago goes down. It's not down. Even really it's, yeah, it's not even like
3: a real like an uppercut situation or like no way. The choreography's so boring. It's just like he just beats him.
2: Yeah, no. It's a it's I think the worst ending to a Rocky fight. Hands what the down. Down. last punches. I really don't it's just a series of punches, and then Lundgren just kind of falls over into the corner, and the ref's like, Yep, that's it, yeah. and Rocky like kind of goes after him, and the ref like pushes him or whatever, and then that's the end of the match, and you're like, Oh, wait a second, I'm sorry, the match is over with mm-hmm. you know I- Why didn't you end it in the montage? You know what I'm (laughs) saying? You might as well have the last note of the song be the last punch or something. Yeah,
0: I mean, what makes no sense to me is that the movie had to have some money behind it because all the movies did very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the most successful of all of of them. And this one did the best. What I don't understand is how much did that robot cost? (laughs) Because my only other uh, avenue of thought is that he pocketed a shit ton of this money
3: i like the idea of stallone being like oh shit we shouldn't have bought that robot we got no money for
2: nothing else i got this great rocky traded scene i guess he's gotta use rocks well no but here's the thing then if your robot costs so much money that it bankrupted the entire budget or whatever right like Wouldn't you then get use out of that robot? Like, you're using every note of all those songs. Use that robot till its batteries run out. You know what I'm saying? Like, then you have the training with the robot scene. Maybe the robot's in your corner. You know what I mean? Dude, that robot, they trust that robot with their children's
3: life. Can we talk about that for five fucking seconds? (laughs) Really? You're just like, I'm just going to go
2: all the way to Russia and this robot who I think is okay, is just going to watch my kid. I mean, they have a scene earlier in the movie where some woman comes out and she's just like, uh, uh, Mr. Balboa, uh, Mr. Creed's on the phone for you. And he's like, oh, okay, the phone's ringing. And you're like, all right, so maybe there's like a housekeeper going on. But in, they keep cutting back to the Balboa estate and the, the little Balboa and two of his friends are watching the match, and that robot is in the background just dressed as Santa Claus. And this woman is nowhere to be found. The house is completely dark. They're just sitting in front of the TV. Like, I think that robot is babysitting. Do us. you
0: think it's possible that, I mean, that robot obviously is covered mostly in Paul's seed. Um, <laughs> do you think he made it an honest robot? And that's Ant
2: Robot?
3: <laughs> it's Uncle Polly and Aunt Robot?
2: <laughs> That's 100% what happened. There is another deleted scene, like when Rocky goes to the boxing board of commissioners or whatever. There's a scene where Polly goes before a judge with the robot and they're married. And Rocky's got to fix his bow tie? No, no, yeah, no. <laughs>
3: Bill Duke gets ordained as a minister. Or, or not Bill Duke, uh, Duke. Duke gets ordained as a minister. It's been a long time coming, Paulie.
2: You finally found your robot. Well, I spent most of my life hoping that it was going to be a woman for you. But I guess a robot will do. It. Better than a cow, I guess. At least it's sort of shaped like a human being. I mean, I mean she's, she's not that woman
0: from the Institute, but she's all right.
3: Uh, so Rocky wins the match. It's like, hooray, Rocky won and they, this movie can't fucking grandstand enough because, no. like, he wins, and, like, usually Rocky just has a nice speech at the end, and it is what it is, but he gives his speech. It's all about, like, I, if I can change, you can change, we can change. Yeah,
2: it's a whole thing about, like, when I came here, I didn't know what to expect. You all hated me, and I didn't know how to feel about that, but then through the course of this fight... I heard you chanting my name, and it made me realize: if I could change, you can change, we can all change. First of all, when in this movie did Rocky change? Aside from starting the movie being a decent yeah. human being, yeah, you know, That's... An aging boxer at the end of his career, back to being a selfish douchebag. The change happened in the beginning of the the beginning and
0: end of this movie was twenty minutes in.
2: Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Like the the rest of the stuff of the Soviet, like the Soviet Union, and their chanting of Rocky's name in, in the arena. That didn't do anything to Rocky. That no. didn't change Rocky.
3: We I mean, don't even. You don't even see that in the movie. He just tells you it at the end. You don't. Yeah. You don't see him being like, "Oh wow, why are they chanting my name?" You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. not that moment when he's like, oh, "That's magical." Like, like no, they're it's just,
2: they're in the corner or something like that, right? And and he's like, "What? What are they chanting? What are they chanting?" And Duke's like, "They're chanting Rocky or what?" Yeah. Like, it was about time they got on the American bandwagon. <laughs> uh, I'm the real deal. Uh. And also, by the way, if Rocky thinks that like they've changed, you're telling me that these people aren't leaving this arena, going back out into the cold night of the Soviet Union, and still instantly hating America again. Of course,
3: <laughs> no. But the best part about this movie is so Rocky makes his speech, and everyone roars with applause and starts giving a standing ovation, and then we go up to the upper crust. Oh, <laughs> and Borbachev is moved and gives Rocky a standing
2: O. <laughs> moved to standing O. Like at first when it happens, and like, you know, uh Drago loses, Borbachev's looking over at the Russian boxing commissioner, like, in the morning you will be drawn in quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the kind of look he's giving him, and you're like, oh man, this guy's screwed. Yeah. But it's that heartwarming. Italian stallion speech you that ta- just melts his heart. You want to talk about being
3: t- taken out to the back and shot in the back of the head? That's what <laughs> happens to Gorbachev after this movie. Like, no way will a Russian premier, a Soviet premier, stand up and applaud an American athlete. Are you shitting me? No, totally. No way. Like, they, they always wanted to get Gorbachev out anyway because he was too lenient towards the Americans. The second he stands up and cheers for Jesse Owens, they're going to put a noose <laughs> around his neck. <laughs> During this fight, I've seen a lot of changing the way you felt about me and the way
2: I felt about you. In here, there were two guys killing each other, but I guess that's better than 20 million. So what I'm trying to say is
3: that if I can change, then you can change.
2: Everybody can change. I mean, and, and that's the end of the movie. We freeze frame on Rocky, and Hearts on Fire starts playing again. We get a lot of good production stills over the credits. It looks like a crappy yearbook, like, photo spread. All these, like, grainy black and white photographs. And
0: thank God that robot gets a picture.
2: Of course the robot gets a picture. Everybody gets a picture in this movie. <laughs> now, and Chris, I think you said you haven't seen all the Rocky movies. I haven't seen the last one. I haven't either. I mean, so let's just the original like set of five Rocky movies. Mm -hmm. Is this worse than... I mean, because one and two you can't talk about because they're legitimately good movies. Yeah. Three's a little wishy-washy. Excuse me. This is four. And and five's garbage too, though. But where does this stand between three, four, five? I really wish I I had watched all five movies. I mean, I I wouldn't
3: subject myself to that because I don't get paid for this show. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I would say, I mean, it, I think it goes, it literally, the Rocky, I think it's a perfect arc downward. Like, it uh-huh. it just it goes down the steps. It gets worse, 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 and worse. Four has a lot more, five has more story, and I think, as memory serves, it's very boring, but it, it, it has more story, and it tries to actually do something, I think. There's a
2: better story in Rocky Five, but yeah, it is boring as sin. Mm-hmm. The one thing I will say, even though I haven't seen it, There are people that will tell you, and I read a lot of reviews, that that Rocky Balboa is a good movie. It's just a much more, I mean, I
0: saw about half of it. I had to turn it off. Um, (laughs) That's a glowing write-up. Well, I mean, it's just because it's it's a huge downer. Yeah. uh, Because uh, uh, Adrian's dead. Um, Paulie's still kicking Pauly's Him still and the
2: robot have a nice gaggle of kids at this point Paulie's no. still hanging out
0: at the, the sausage shop
2: well, And in
3: Rocky V they lose all their money
0: And they lose that robot And Pauly, that's gotta be a sad scene That's
2: right, he's bankrupt in that fifth movie well, I
0: mean, I saw the third one Like a long time ago Enough to, I remember the uh, montage Of all the ads that he's in yeah, 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 yeah. Before yeah. he
2: fights T. He's dressed up in all sorts of redonkulous. Yeah, but... Like, he's dressed up like uh, Tarzan at one point, uh, that's, I think. That's actually two. I oh, think. is that two when I that I think happens? it is. It's all okay. bl- blurring together. But- well, yeah. it's
0: whatever the... Like, there at least there was an idea of, um, like, he, he hits he hits opulence, and then all of a sudden it's he's his profession, like, what he does as an athlete is challenged by Mr. T. Right. That is actually something interesting, mm-hmm. is that you're, you've, you've made it, you've done all this great stuff as far as, like, you take care of your family and everything like that, but your, your, your quote-unquote, art mm-hmm. has suffered. This, on the other hand, is, oh, go beat up the Russian.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing, and I think that brings me to, for anyone who hasn't yet checked out Rocky IV, is anyone here recommending Rocky IV?
3: I guess I recommend it, yeah. I think you could do you could do worse than 90 minutes. It's not, I mean, it's not really a movie. It's the most annoying case of 1980s rah-rah America you're going to see. Uh-huh. And it's almost culturally inter- interesting for that reason alone. Yeah. And there's a robot in it. So <laughs> I always
0: almost recommend movies you with can robots. Always, yeah, you can give robot points. What about you, Chris? I mean, it's just a red, white, and blue cum stain. I can't, like... <laughs>
2: So there you go. That's your pick. That's Rocky IV.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really... It's something else, man. Like It's an adventure, I guess, is what you would
2: call it. Well, he has an adventure. He goes to the Soviet Union. He trains in the snow, fighting communists. I, guess yeah. can,
1: I mean, can any of us say the same?
0: <laughs> you know, it took me a minute to think about it, but actually, you're right. Yeah, on that. taking,
1: taking yeah, a grenade a, from the had Mujahideen had is a totally different thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I mean, you know... Dolph Lundgren shooting up all throughout this movie. He's oh, just, I forgot like,
2: it. Yeah, he's doing the steroids the, the stare whole and time. Stuff. And it's like, great.
0: I mean, and but I do still agree he is the hero of the movie, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren because he's he's showing these assholes who are like. With their American shit all everywhere, <laughs> and he's just like, dude, I'm just trying to fucking fight people. I'm like, I'm really? just trying to be a pugilist. Like, yeah. trying to do this. Could you please just, uh, okay, really, with <laughs> the top hat too, James Brown Fitz this loud? This uh. is
1: honestly not going to help our our them's libtards rumors because we're rooting for the Soviet Union.
0: Yeah, I I, I have no problem with that. I'm I'm proud to be a
1: libtard. uh, (laughs) There you go. The voice of New York, Chris Cabin.
0: (laughs) So
2: until next week, continue enjoying your summer vacation. I know we're enjoying ours.